Welcome back to another issue. I'm Beastie Boy. I'm Table. I'm Red. This is I, Shino Brando. In this issue, we're pulling into the septic tank of the Skywalker Ranch and pull out the Star Wars Holiday Special. Did you know that 37% of you aren't subscribed to the channel on YouTube? You can help change that by hitting the subscribe button just below the video. And now, back to the show. This oh. thing is garbage from the get-go. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> just right into it. This thing had no business pushing away an episode of The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> For an hour and 37 minutes of airtime. Just so the audience is clear here. The Star Wars Holiday Special is accessible on YouTube because it was released primarily live. And we all watched the same version that included the very brief introduction where it explained that Tonight, there would not be an episode of The Incredible Hulk because instead we were getting the Star Wars Holiday Special. And Shame. They made a mistake. A 1978 <laughs> made-for-TV special directed by Steve Binder. From the start, <laughs> we get the announcer announcing Star Wars Holiday Special, which I'm pretty sure everybody's already aware that was coming on TV, right? But then the opening credits where we introduce everybody, vocally Everybody. Even, of which you already know, right? Guys, did you know Mark Hamill played Luke Skywalker? Did you know that? I, I mean, I thought, I, listen, I genuinely thought it was Lou Ferrigno for the longest time. Right. I, I, the announcer had to tell me this, even though I could read it on the freaking screen. Did you guys know that Harrison Ford was in the thing? Harrison no. Ford? You know, funny, no. I also thought that was Lou Ferrigno. Guys, R2-D2 as R2-D2, my God. I didn't, I didn't see the coming. That was bullshit. There's no way, okay? There's just no way. It's gotta be someone that else. No. This was you know, probably just a really talented toaster. Let's be real. Right. I thought this was also Lou Ferrigno. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got an issue with face blindness, dude? <laughs> no, I just wanted the Incredible Hulk instead of this. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure every child at home at that time wanted that too. Hmm. <laughs> But they didn't get that. How to live up on the hype of of a, of a of a vehicle that just came out that's got a lot of steam behind it, right? So you make just about anything behind it, right? Star Wars mm -hmm. Band-Aids and then a holiday special. So let's get one thing straight, okay? Once we survive the opening credits, which is in and of itself surprising that we made it that far, we somehow get like five, ten minutes into the damn thing with almost no dialogue. Because... <laughs> We are watching Chewbacca's family. We're at home on Kashyyyk. Though that does get mispronounced by someone during the special. Damn. And as Wookiees, they don't speak English. Which means we watch people in mediocre fursuits act around what appears to be the set of some 70s TV show that has been frantically repurposed with things like excess microwaves. No Ooh, joke. In the set of Mark and Mindy repurposed. No, no yeah. joke. Just the little the chase in the beginning of like, oh, look, it's Han and Chewie in the Millennium Falcon. You remember them. And they're getting shot at by, oh, look at that, TIE fighters for some fucking reason. Mm -hmm. Right? So like, and, and like that shot really bad. So first off, Han is sitting in his pilot seat, right? And they're like, I'm sure you guys have seen Star Wars movies before. You guys remember that odd yellow light shining into his cockpit almost all the fucking time, even though you're moving through space? Oh, yeah. That, that always stood out to me. Because in this special, it seems to just be doing that the entire, like, like is, there a, is there a perpetual sun that you just can't get away from that shines that bright into your cockpit the entire special? I think I it's mean, a streetlight. How else they go is he going to play his Game Boy while he drives? 
<laughs> right? It's so bizarre. Like, and even when they try to show the action, it's just like it's literally like show Harrison Ford's face, then show Chewbacca, then show stock footage of a Tie Fighter shooting at them, then show their faces, then show the footage again, show their faces, show the footage again. It's like it's so poorly done. It's just like, oh my god. They really are just pulling footage from the original movies and yeah. hoping you don't. It's so bad. <laughs> We're trying to do our best. And then, like you said, we get down to this this sitcom living room, and like, of course, Mama Mama Baca, right? <laughs> is cooking of course right worrying about her her, her family and then there's grandpa baka right she with his weird face right then mm-hmm. and, and there's lumpy right who looks like an anthropomorphic wig Shit. <laughs> if you're familiar with the adams family and cousin thing oh my gosh kind of like that, but gave him a really weird face oh my and also God. the most annoying thing to ever air instead of the incredible hulk like all of the noises they make are weird Compared to Chewbacca's like wholesome Wookiee noises, yeah. the lumpies are upsetting to hear. I don't like the sounds that thing makes. Cousin, like thing, cousin thing is a Wookiee. Cousin, you mean cousin it? It sorry, yeah, cousin it is now a Wookiee. Holy crap! Yeah. Lumpy needed a neck, and we needed to do something about his face because that that was was scary to look at. As the occupants of this house are Chewie's wife Mala. Who, in my research, I have found the real names of all three of these characters. Are we ready for this information? Please, share. Yes, so. I gotta know. Chewie's wife is Mala. Yes. And her Perfect. real name, according to somewhere in lore, because that I couldn't <laughs> be bothered to actually grab. Her real name is Malatobak. Okay. Okay. That yeah. sounds like a drug, but okay. It like, I couldn't say so I took Malatobak, you know? Chewie's <laughs> dad, Itchy, is uh, at the Chittuck. That's why he gets the name Itchy. Okay, understood. Got it, okay. And then Chewie's son, with mm-hmm. Lumpy. By the way, I just want to put in everybody's mind that he has a wife, and therefore has a son. Hmm. They borked, so, yes. Yes, Chewie Fox, we know. Yeah. <laughs> and Chewie's son, Lumpy, his real name is Lumpawarump. Mm-hmm. Lump- or, some sources say it's Lumpawarumpo. Wow. Oompa Loompa, Oingo Boingo. It does, right. it does sound like the name for I was thinking the same thing. Oh, God. It Loki sounds like a name for a Pokemon. <laughs> Did anybody else find it strange that Lumpy's head was, like, perfectly quaffed? Just a little? The top of his head was, like, perfectly combed out. It almost looked like the top of George Lucas's head. Hey, man. Look, man, we established with base Santa Claus figure, or whoever that <laughs> fucking guy was... That he has a device that can groom really well. Oh, so yes. I just assumed that he's had access to that. <laughs> it pierces. It does whatever. Yes. It, I remember which I know which one you're talking about. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked like a toothbrush a weird handle. The freaking shopkeeper that thinks he's fucking Rodney Dangerfeld. Like. Well, that's, that's another thing about this whole special. So the weird-ass segments in between. <laughs> the whole thing itself. Like, what was the really? first one again? I, I wanted to say oh, it was going to be... the first one was the, the circus trope. Oh, oh my yeah. god, you're right at the table. Yes, god. Yeah. I, 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 kid, I kid you not, that little went blank in my brain. I literally forgot that because that scene was so weird. So Lumpy has a hollow table, right? Mm. And he turns on the hollow table, and from the depths of whatever programming it's got, it summons Space Cir- Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil. So we spend a couple minutes just watching Space Cirque du Soleil on this little table, and that's just something that happens and we have to live with. Leads to nothing. It means nothing. It's just there. The acrobats did a perfectly good job at being acrobats, I guess. Yes. For they some reason, the ring leader gets super big and it's off the table for a while. 
Yeah, that was weird. All of it. All of it. We are going to need a better word than weird as we go on through this. This movie is structured like a sketch comedy show. Oh, man. <laughs> but poorly, poorly executed. It's like yeah. a weird version of a Saturday Night Live. That's what it was. It's just fucking weird. Yeah, that one. What, what was the next one after, like later on? Because I mean, in between, it was just watching. It was just watching the fam, the, you know, the family Wookie. Yeah, oh yeah, the thing show was really fucking weird. What if I told you guys that that might possibly might not even be a lady? But I didn't think it was, frankly. But yeah, like, I wasn't judging. I just saw someone yeah. cooking, and they were doing a yeah. wag ass job. The, mm. the female that was doing the cooking also had four arms. Yes, but two of them were surprise arms. They weren't involved until later in the process. Mm-hmm. And, and not very coordinated either. No. No, no. Almost like there's just a second person standing behind her doing the second arms. Looks at the that camera. But who I, like knows? The, I like the instructions were like at least five minutes long. It was just her fucking panic fucking whatever thing on the on the stove, stirring and going nuts and taking Oh, I'm test, sorry. Test, you test, didn't get everything. tired of stir, whip, stir, whip. Yeah, whip, exactly. Stir. All it That's was. It just kept going. We had oh, to watch man. the entire process. And listen, this isn't Rachel Ray teaching you how to cook a fucking piece of chicken. This is some <laughs> nonsense, made-up thing, made-up piece of meat, made-up spices, pulls a little thing from in between her chest and goes, ah, right. yes, and a little piece of this root, and then throws that in, too. I don't okay. want to even know where that was from. Then, then as we proceed, right, we get into we get into family contacting a random trader, some guy, who has an Imperial officer like, in his store. In the room. Right, and this guy's talking in like most blatant code, like, "Oh yeah, don't worry, it's being it's being handled. Don't worry, by you know a Han and a Solo." And it's just like, "Come on, man, come that's on. not even code anymore." Like, come on, I'm like, wait, was that supposed to be a joke? Uh, honestly, Isn't I thought it comedy? was for a second. Was this that's Star Wars first attempted comedy? Mm-hmm. They didn't do a good job. Also, oh, listen, I want to I want to pull very close attention to a line that the shopkeeper says and mm. uh, the uh, like the eyebrows, the bedroom eyebrows he gives the Imperial officer. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I, I have yet to see this. I have this uh, this particular pornography before. But it's <laughs> oh, in my in my head canon. That's Star Wars' first LGBTQ plus character. Accepted. <laughs> so, once we're through the Space Julia Child section, <laughs> <laughs> and we get through the weirdest shop interaction I've personally seen in a long time, outside of, like, an Elder Scrolls game in which you cover wow. the shopkeeper's head with a bucket so you can steal all of his things, That's we get back to the Wookiees. For some fucking reason. Well, lucky for you guys, I speak Wookiee, so I can tell you exactly what was going down. Mm. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I really... (laughs) In the opening half, okay, of course, Mama was upset that Chewie wasn't home yet. She's worried Mm -hmm. about her husband, right? She gave the old man shit. It's it's the basic sitcom formula, right? You can kind of tell what was going down, even though you you, you didn't speak Wookiee. You can can just get it, right? (laughs) Got it. Kind of just played itself out. You could understand what was going down. So we uh trader guy actually does turn up to the house to bring definitely not Christmas presents for everybody. Oh, wait, I'm forgetting the next segment. Silly me, they call Luke. Oh yeah. Uh, The man is ripping a fat vape. Yeah. Blowing straight clouds. They space Skype Luke while he's in the middle of fixing his vape. 
just treating R2 like a bong. Well, sorry, sorry, guys. I gotta fix this real quick. <sighs> I gotta <sighs> cool down, R2. We gotta call. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and and Luke is just blatantly misunderstanding them, which is really funny. Except it just prolongs the conversation by about two and a half minutes for no reason. <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, I don't know where Han and Chewie are. They sure left, so they're not fucking here." Uh, I hope they get there on time. Good luck. And that's it. That's the call. That's what happens. But for some reason, he's wearing a lot of eyeliner and looking even twinkier than normal. More than ever. So I want to point out that he had he had some wicked eyeliner on the top and white eyeliner at the bottom to kind of span his eyes a little bit to make them a little bit more brighter and bigger, right? I'm telling you, Star Wars says gay rights. It, Fun story. it was a really weird cameo. <laughs> Fun story. So Luke is the first person in, in this TV special to drop the words of life day. And Oh, no, no. I believe Han says it to you. He says, don't worry, I'll get you home in time for life day. Oh, yeah. Probably okay. just there right. finally. My, my point being that a life day is referenced in a very recent show. Oh. Life day is name dropped in The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Eh? In episode one. Completely unsurprising. God damn it. Oh man. So I need so everybody this... to remember that this is in fact based on Life Day being an in canon thing. That's the thing. The Star Wars holiday special is canon. Yeah, it's it remains as canon, I guess. Damn. Oh god. It it can't not be. When the I know, director can... of two of the last three films says it is, and then <laughs> John Favreau writes it into a piece of dialogue. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, what we witnessed is real. And that's fixed. Man. Well, same traitor guy ha- comes into the house, like you said, and he, hel- he helps out a little bit there by keeping the Imperial-, Imperial Troopers a little calm by introducing them to Jefferson Starship. Mm-hmm. Yes, they open the what, the Christmas present for the mom, and mm-hmm. it just plays a music video for Jefferson Starship, in which, for some reason, the microphone appears to be a lightsaber. Yeah, I was like, this is dangerous for this guy's face, but okay, cool, man. <laughs> oh, whoops. That yeah. was bigger. In canon pink lightsaber, here we go. Jefferson's Starship exists in the Star Wars canon. They do. They are a performing band with with pinkish lightsabers. Eat your heart out, Mace Windu. Listen, I think we all... slaps. Oh, yeah, that song's yeah. fucking amazing. It was a perfectly fine music video. It was just bizarre to have it in the middle of your Star Wars special. Yeah. <laughs> I think the even weirder part was that not only was it slapped right in the middle of a place it had no business being a part of, they also cut back and forth from them watching the music video back to the music video. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. And that Imperial guy seemed to be having a blast. Listen, since we're talking about gifts and things people surely didn't notice. Oh, God. The shopkeeper straight up gives itchy erotica. <laughs> yeah, he does. Softcore pornography. Except, like, oh, not man. even, like, a book or something. He gives him a, a VR erotica machine. <laughs> <laughs> a whole VR experience. And he tells him, have a happy life day. <laughs> and I believe we'll show the clip on screen right now. The exact words he uses to describe it, so that way he gets exactly what it is. Is this is mm-hmm. a uh, well? Um, wow, that's that's what he uses. This erotica features Di- Diane Jones as the main erotica lady. I I don't know what else to refer to her as. I feel very bad for her in that, like, (laughs) the opening to the song itself or whatever it was, whatever we're watching, was just a strange, strange, you know. Like, you have kids at home watching this shit? And we get kaleidoscope. We get what appear to be sexy sea monkeys. And then more weird fucked up kaleidoscope stuff. And then Miss Jones herself. 
um, yep. talking very erotically towards your children almost. Yeah, so that very, was weird. Uh, some very questionable things. I understand. Um, no, no arguments here, but like she does a good job. Uh, she oh, does yeah. an amazing job, yes. But like, for the, for wow. what she was given, for the role she was asked to play. Goddamn CBS. What were you guys thinking, man? She did good, but why did was she asked to do that in the first place? So, in the worst case of cutting and, like, just segues, I'm gonna make the worst segue worse than any segue in this movie. Go the ahead. next fucking scene, That's... the next cutaway we have is C-3PO and Princess Leia doing their fucking taxes. <laughs> You're right! That is the next thing we see! So, here we have the Princess of the Rebellion who just, like, who just survived, like, vader and the death star and all that and now we have a reduced butt to behind the table with a fucking app you know computer in front of her face going back to secretary I mean, work someone's got to do the paperwork bro uh, man. and we really don't have that many female characters in star wars period so oh it's well, it's hyper it's hyper insulting you have you have one golden droid there who could probably sit there and do that for you but we're gonna make princess leia do it i mean understood but listen leia's not yeah. the only character or bloodline, or however you want to phrase that, looking at the big scope to get fucked by this scene. Leia notoriously doesn't give Chewbacca the medal at the end of the original trilogy. Right. This is true. She also yeah. says to Mala, I'll contact you again soon, and then never does. <laughs> does she have this hate for Wookiees? She must. Maybe. The, the Skywalker no. bloodline with the Wookiees <laughs> is just bad, I guess. No, no. <laughs> Don't say that. Just insults <laughs> both clans. Like imagine, imagine that she gets called out. She's no, no, no. My father hated Wookiees, not me. Some built-in prejudice from having Darth Vader as a father. <laughs> like, oh man, no. We can that joke can go in so many directions. I'm gonna stop right there. That's a good place to stop. Hey, you wanna know what the next place we should go? We should go to the animated segment of this fucking shenanigans. Oh, oh man, god, that, that was a whole fucking thing too. Oh, that was an acid trip as it is. Yes, yes, it Listen, was. Honestly. In my, besides the B Arthur bit at the end, which we'll get to, I think that that's the best part. Really? It, was, it had a coherent storyline. It was like, yeah. you gotta give it that. Hey, 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 but here's the thing. It had a storyline. Okay. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> and it came to an end. Yep. It did. Weirdly animated. It's, it's hard to look at. Shit's very weirdly yeah. animated. It's it like the, funny. um, the Arcel is more like, oh, I can't remember. I can't pull this name, but it's like the Asterix comics, if that's the right name. I, it, I like, don't know, man. It, 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 it the, the, like Swedish Thor, so... like the small little guy, or mm. like Asterisk and Obelix. No, that's I, too car- that's too cartoony. This looks so, even weirder than that. So fun story. This is actually done by uh, Nell Valna, like, famous mm. uh, famous Canadian animation like company of like yeah. the early what in two thousands. They would go on to do some things for uh, like Ivana the Yukon and do some animations that way. But also weird. Tell me <laughs> why. Not only is this the first appearance of a Boba Fett. Yes, it was on record. It is the first appearance. Yeah. And because he this continues a- to live on into the, the newest show in the Star Wars canon, this mm. has to be canon. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, it, it has to be canon because that is on record Boba Fett's first appearance, in that, which leads into the events of Empire Strikes Back. Tell me why, in this animated short that probably runs probably 12 minutes, yeah, it's very short. they do a better fetch quest than all of episode 8. Also, like, he gets more lines in this animated sequence than he proceeds to get in the next three movies 
Yes, that's correct. And Han, for some reason, looked like Brock from Pokemon. That's what yeah, I thought. Dude, too. looks like he was run through the fucking spaghetti maker. Like <laughs> he's so long. Why is he so long? Why is his face like that, man? They ruined Han Solo, man, bro. Like now, I think we can go to where the fucking troopers, like, knock down the door, like they're in fucking hard here. Yeah, and, oh, and, and, and just destroy the house. Yes. You recall what they were looking for exactly? Because I remember them coming in to look for just Chewbacca. Yeah, they were what? looking for um, proof of hanging out with the rebellion, basically. So there's rebel activity on Kashyyyk, and this place exists, and it might be the only place that exists on Kashyyyk. We really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go invade this home and totally wreck their house. These guys literally wrecked everything, looking the smallest place for any evidence of, re- of rebellion. At, like, they uh, ripped up uh, fucking these <laughs> Bantha toy. Which, yeah, by the way, I want. Like, I want. Yeah, yes, true. Same. Yeah. But the best part is, not only did they rip this part place apart, looking for the evidence of rebel whatever, the connection, they yeah, missed connection. all of the hidden televisions that are in every <laughs> bookcase that are used for space Skype calls to the rebellion. Lumpy had a fucking device of which you can do open communication, and they didn't wreck that, but they wrote, they wrecked his fucking Bantha fucking toy. What if there was a transmitter in the Bantha? I'm, you know what I mean? You can never be too safe. And then, as it they're trying to the house, we get the non-sequitur of transitioning to a segment that uh, is dubbed Life on Tatooine, where it's oh, the man. in the fucking bar. Yeah, it was really weird. What? Someone Can someone tell me why that was there, then? It was inserted to pad some time. So, like, what goes down is this guy comes in and professes love to this bartender. Played by B. Um, Arthur. You know, legendary played by B. Arthur. girl. Right? Rest in peace. Rest in peace, exactly. Of which she kind of rejects. And then she's just going about her business serving the bar. Of course, the Cantina band is playing the also famous Cantina song. You already know it because you hear it in your head right now. You do. You do. You know you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just literally life on Tatooine. They get shut down because they're looking for rebel alliance members and whatever and whatnot. And so now there's a curfew. But then, yeah, then she's forced to tell these guys to get out, which no one wants to listen. And she drinks and sings with them. And somehow, and get through song and dance, she gets them out of the fucking place. She pied pipers these bitches out of her bar. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes back feeling, I guess, sad and sorry. And the same dude she rejected is still there. By the way, super creepy. Even though she's the told you no. Know. of sass that B. Arthur gives this character, and his name is Krellman. Thank you. the fucking Krellman of the friend zone. And he's still there, like, after after everyone's gone, still with the same song and dance, giving her a flower. I'm guessing by Stockholm Syndrome, she takes it, and then I guess they live happily ever after. We don't go back, but I fear for her life because that guy was <laughs> Also, you can pour fluids into his head, and it weirds me out. I mean, uh, even though, even though he has a mouth. Once, she does it more than once. Yeah, yeah. Has a mouth. Alien. alien was he a gaping asshole, head top alien? Hey man, aliens have different ways of eating, man. We exactly. I, when I saw, look, look, let me see, let me see, let me tell you this. When I saw that happen, I was like, does he not have a cup? Did he not have a cup? No, he is a cup. And you know what? I was like, oh, this is how he takes in fluids. Okay, and I left that it is because I'm not judging or questioning any alien aspect of that holiday special. Let's never hear that sentence again. This is how he takes in fluids. Cut. <laughs> Arthur's musical number, Sing Along to the Cantina Song, Yeah, does not deserve to be as good of a musical number as it actually is. It was pretty good. And it did continue the trend of almost every female character had to sing. I 
I did not put that together until just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it was a female capable of singing, she sang. She sang, that's right. In a complete other non sequitur, Han and Chewie are now Perfect. back at home. After throwing a guy off a balcony, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, well, no. Hold on. He didn't throw him. That stormtrooper tripped as a stormtrooper would because they're cockeyed. We know this. The helmet obstructs their vision. That's, that, that, that's right, Table. That's right. Dude. They can't see word shit and they've got two left feet. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. So he falls to his death because the bottom of, like, the ground of Kashyyyk is full of things like giant spiders. So even if he doesn't get immediately killed by the fall, that man is dead. His food. He killed himself. He was all of, like, five seconds of Vader. To which, this that's... is actually James Earl Jones' first credit voice. to the voice of Vader. It, that, yep. that's all, and that's all you can afford for that special, by the way. Vader? Expensive. Time mm-hmm. is money. B. Mm-hmm. Arthur? Not expensive, apparently. No, was This not. was actually before Golden Girls, wasn't it? Yeah, you're completely correct. Yes, it so is. So, it's Very much. before she got super big. So Han Explains and Chewie are now her. home. Uh, Han, Han fucked off. Han wishes them the most sincerest goodbye I've ever heard out of that man's mouth. Eventually, that <laughs> dude will say goodbye to his own son, and I don't feel as sincere as what he did today. <laughs> uh, damn. Listen, they told they told Harrison, ham it up on the screen as much as possible, get off, because we can't afford you for only five more minutes. He lays it on real nice and thick, as Harrison Ford would. He jumps off his merry way, and then we focus back on the life and times of Wookiee. Because that's what we care about here. So the Wookiees are know, all home together. Yay. <laughs> are, are we talking about before? Oh, they're all no. together now. And and, and they're uh, they're about to go to, to Life Day celebration, which a is Life apparently... Life Day festival? Yeah, which is like... An incense a drug trip? Yeah, you, where you apparently wear a red robe and you ascend to a white ball of light and go to an, an altered dimension, which you go and do Life Day things. But worth mentioning is that for all that all of the Wookiees are wearing red robes and such, all of our human characters are also there, and none of them are dressed appropriately. And somehow they got there. I'm not sure if they're even welcome or... Were they invited? Do they count? Can can they go there even though they're not Wookiees? There's nothing to alter, and she still does that thing we're not going to speak about quite yet. I don't know. It's just very weird. And they don't explain why they're dressed up and what they really have to do for Life Day. It's just a thing. It a... just happens. They yeah. they hold hands around a table. They light weird candles. And that's it. That's what we got. And then the singing. And then Life Day, a legendary, infamous version of the Star Wars theme song, is sung by our own Carrie Fisher. She sure does. She <laughs> sings fine. She does Like, musically fine. speaking, she does a perfectly fine job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still weird, I think though. it's better at two times speed. I'm not even experienced that. <laughs> this whole thing was a train wreck on ice, on fire, and a dumpster. There's a reason why it aired only once and never had a repeat performance. <laughs> not only did it never have a repeat performance, it was never released on home video. So <laughs> every version we see on YouTube or any other completely legal place you might find this uh, travesty. Like the sixth or seventh edition, burned edition from original tapes. Yeah. That someone just so happened to be recording. At night, someone caught that photo. She's like, I'm recording this. This is going to be history in the <laughs> making. You know what, buddy? I bet you when you thought that, you were half right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is history. Just 
maybe not the kind of history you intended. Nope. Like a dire warning, you know? <laughs> An early signal of, uh, hey, may- maybe we shouldn't be checking this out. Like, you had the right intentions, man. It's not your fault. But you <laughs> did catch some footage, some historic footage for that matter. And we thank you. <laughs> yeah, the right and idea with the wrong fans. Kind of thank you, because we had to actually sit there and watch that shit. We did. We actually had to sit through that. God help us. us. Some yeah. of us watched it twice. Just to get it off my chest, they do actually mention the actors and actress that play Chewbacca's relatives. Mm-hmm. And so in that, I'd like to give them 30 seconds of due diligence of who the hell they were. Mala was played by Mickey Morton. Itchy was mm-hmm. played by Paul Gale. And Lumpy was played by Patty Maloney. Thank you, Patty. It's not their fault they're pushing a creepy-ass mask, man. It's none of their faults for what they were asked to do. They all performed wonderfully, given the circumstances. I'll tell you, the actor who had Itchy's costume lived that shit up, and he knew to play with that jaw. Swear to you. (laughs) (laughs) That that jaw... Oh, that jaw was combing his hairline. That thing was deep in his nose picking, bro. That thing, whoo, whoo. Yeah, Jesus. See the shovel in that lip, man? That was crazy. <laughs> Yo. How else do you think he grew the potatoes to then cook the bantha rum? Oh, damn. Oh, my God. Oh. Sorry, it's bantha loin? Yeah. We were actually specifically so, told this by Space Julia Child. So Space right. Julia Child is cooking bantha loin, but what's on the table for Mala is bantha rum. Oh. That's oh. bullshit. Why would she use a loin recipe for rum? That, that's what I, I, I don't know. I don't have those answers. I don't know. Space Julia Child was like, oh, and if you have a bigger family with a larger appetite, you could use this for bantha rum. And so that's the big slab of meat we have. Anyone got any last complaints? I have oh. one question to uh-huh. everybody. Okay. If you could see part of this translated into modern star wars what part mm-hmm. would you pick and how would you do it that cartoon special reanimate that shit <laughs> yeah i'll see i'll be okay with that safest bet it's the smallest story over there but it's a story that works it's the most, the most coherent thing <laughs> besides you know besides han's face but hey okay, that and we're good <laughs> i think the segment that i really want to see is i want to see like the rest of the species that is space julia child and what the hell they're up to <laughs> do they do just, much more I, than cookie shows? I want to see combat. Like, are they just like big Amazonian women, like Death of Snoo Snoo type women? Like, Jesus. I'm, I'm just so I, I'm flabbergasted by it, like just the way this lady's arms move. Yeah. You know what? I'd like them to just I like them to do something with the animated section yeah. where it didn't look <laughs> fucked up and weird. Yeah, we're all on board with the same idea here. Yep. And Just I, I, I would, nice. Don't get it <laughs> twisted, anybody listening. I would also like to see this animated thing because it's way too like unfortunate to exist in this format. Yeah, it's too. It bad. deserves better. Yeah, it does. It I mean, deserves to be released on like the extra edition of a anniversary collection of Star Wars. So, yeah, man, it needs to be pulled away from this holiday special. Even though sadly, this thing is actually. And it is all hell. It's gotta be. It's a more fucked up thing. I would love to actually... I, I'm i one of those nerds who likes to look at the like life in the Star Wars universe. How would that work? So mm-hmm. I wish the uh, section in the trading depot or whatever hadn't been garbage. Because yeah, the idea yeah. of like, yeah, what do you buy? What is available for sale? I think that'd be nifty. Just yeah. a little 
Why does personal rumor need to rattle off all 17 sections or 17 volumes of the freaking Galactic Empire? Right. Yeah, why does it do that? Oh my god, you know what we skipped? You missed. We skipped the repair video. Oh, for the, the transmitter there. They had the, yeah, the device for Lumpy. Mm. Yeah. That so, weird, weird segment. Yeah, go ahead. So Lumpy has a transmitter. It might be what Space Not Santa gave him. It's, <laughs> I don't really remember. <laughs> but he needs to fix this thing so it can work so he can get the Imperial troops out of his home because he's going to send them a fake return to base order, which is super clever for however old this monster child is. But first he has to fix the darn thing. So he puts on the repair manual video in which an android does all of the like showing you how to do it, like put the blue wires in the blue bits or whatever. Yeah. And the entire time this android is just malfunctioning repeatedly. Yeah. And this takes like four or five minutes for no reason. It was very weird. I'm guessing it's it like, you know, it's shtick comedy then. I mean, like watching it now, it's just like, oh man, this is this is supposed to be funny. Can this end anytime yeah. soon? Yeah, like, come on, man, hurry this up, please. And then it's completely rendered one hundred percent moot because the stormtrooper fucking destroys it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not only did you waste my time, you wasted it twice because you had to show me get it destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Every step of the way. The whole thing, man. How do you guys rate this fucking thing? On what scale? <laughs> Zero being complete banter fodder. One like, like ten being force. I don't know. The force be with you. I don't know how to how to judge this scale. What do you think? <laughs> Max midichlorians. There, there you go. What do you think? Three there, because there... it was technically watchable. Okay, three is a livable score. I'm gonna give it like a two or three because like the only thing that was decent was the animated section and like seeing the cameos, which was nice. Hmm. But that's about it. Red, what do you think, man? So, because this allowed a Canadian company to play with the Star Wars franchise, because they also did the animated series, I think it's called, where um, where it's the Ewoks. Yeah, the, uh, the droids. They had droids. And then also the Ewoks. There's two. Yeah, and then later on, yeah. So, because it let a Canadian company play with the Star Wars IP that way, gotta give it a four. Because it made wow. jobs and made more things to do later on. Mm-hmm. We can put out a call out to our, our loyal viewers on our YouTube. <coughs> uh, mm-hmm. YouTube. YouTube, just search Near Crusade if you'd like to find more episodes from us. There you go. We can set a goal, if, if my co-host could agree, that mm-hmm. we might come across the other two animated features and add them to our lists of Star Wars things that we watch and review, I guess, is what we do we here. We could. Yeah, we could do that. We could. We could do that. I'm questioning this, but okay. <laughs> I mean, we could do it. Let's, uh, How let's could it get up. worse than this? No, nothing could get worse than this whole special. So mm. what I think is an, an appropriate like goal. 30 likes. 35. 30 sounds reasonable. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. So yeah. at 30 likes for this video, when it goes live, we will find our way to the Ewoks and the droids, and <laughs> we will add them to our collective Star Wars watch review series. There you go. I see. Um, as for this one, I'm rating it a solid one. And that's all what? it's getting. That not the, okay. not the animated special, just the whole holiday special itself. <laughs> and the one is for the animated part. Oh, shit. That's why it's not zero? That's why it's not zero. Oh, it gets a one. It loses the other nine points because I had to sit through fucking 25 minutes of Wookiee noises and no fucking storyline. 
So. Or subtitles. Yeah. Subtitles mm-hmm. would have made this experience oh. at least like go throughable. Mm-hmm. At least an experience rather than just something that happened. But then you break the lore. But then you break the lore of when Chewie talks, there has to be subtitles at all the time then. Mm. Right? I understand why, but also, please, for the love of God, give me <laughs> subtitles. I would rather would have choose this. Man, I re- and, it's, and it's too bad you can't use droids because they don't understand life day. But man, at least they talk or beep. <laughs> and one talks, and you can kind of have conversation between that. But fucking three other Wookiees that just make Wookiee noises, and there's no sub like no subtitles. Mm-mm. That's not a big experience, man. But no, <laughs> not even beeps because fuck us and our ability to know what the hell is going on, other than the man. general trend. We did it though. We made it. We walked the whole time. Yeah. God. We watched something quite possibly worse than uh, the last two Star Wars movies. Surprisingly, it was possible. They did worse. Mm-hmm. And 47 years beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. Yeah. No, 37 years beforehand. My bad. I'm bad at math. You tried. With that in mind, I believe, Beastie, you get the final word. I guess that takes us out of this uh, galaxy of um, <coughs> questionable experiences. But that also brings us to our socials, which is our Twitter at Crusade Nerd, our Instagram at Nerd Crusade, and we upload every Wednesday to YouTube, and you can download any previous episodes or listen on your mobile device to their anchor.fm website or wherever podcasts are found by searching Nerd Crusade. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you like this video, go ahead and button mash a thumbs up. If you want to swing by when we have a new video, web up the sub button. Oh, and while you're at it, hit the bell to be notified by... Oh, no, no, no.